0: In the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio, presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: You know, Max, I couldn't believe it. You come walking into the press box bearing gifts. Yeah. Gifts of meat. Of meatages. You yes. know? We got we got some uh, you know some great Canadian bacon now. Yeah You know, because that's nothing but ham.
2: It is ham. I don't know why you have to fancy it up.
1: Well, you know, when I was growing up in Buffalo, New York, you know, we yeah. always heard about the legendary Canadian bacon, you know. Yes. Oh. and I always thought, you know, this is great. I used to. Then I went up and started spending some part times in the summers with some of my high school buddies that I had met through a church camp uh, up in St. Catharines, Ontario. You know, which is yeah. only like an hour away. And I'd, I hang out there, and Canadian. I said Canadian bacon, and they're like going, "It's just ham." I'm like, right. "What?" What? Yeah. It can't be. It's
2: like, why would you call it something completely different and name your country after this product? It was just ham.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's all it was.
2: Country ham, Canadian bacon. Country ham, Canadian bacon.
1: It was, it was, it was I got to tell you, I was severely disappointed.
2: Yeah. But yeah.
1: I wasn't this morning when you brought a deer. Yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, I was let's say, listen, listen, I brought gifts of the swine. <laughs> yeah. Gifts of the swine. <laughs> this morning.
1: We had sausage. We had Canadian bacon.
2: Yes. Yeah, I figured protein load, right? Why not? I think Who we needs need carbs. Yeah. Who, Who needs, needs carbs? carbs?
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah. When we're climbing these stairs to the press box, we yeah. do so with utmost diligence and strength of character, right? Yeah. we just moving up them stairs. Exactly.
2: There's no laboring. <laughs> We're not. We're, we're not. We're not just surviving. CJ does the
1: laboring because he's got to carry all the
2: equipment. Yeah. He, now, now CJ has a different story. He, He's 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 actually doing work. Yes. We're just carrying ourselves <laughs> up the stairs. But
1: that's that's exactly it. That's but that's what, a
2: young man's thing. That's, that's a what young, young man. Bucks
1: do. Yes. It's like when you got to carry the shoulder pads and helmets of like uh, Jeff Hardings and, and Marvell Alan,
2: Smith yes, and Alan I had all of theirs because there was only two rookies. It was me and Bo Lacy.
1: Bo La- That's right. Bo, Bo Lacey. So Bo. So
2: Bo had Kedrick. Um. Yeah, Kedrick Oliver helmet. Ross. Yeah, that was a very, heavy, very helmet. heavy helmet. And then he had um. I forgot the uh. Chucky Akobi. Chuck, okay. And then I had Alan Marvell, and Jeff. There you go. Yeah. It didn't matter who it was that got it up the hill. You just had to get it up the hill. You just so got me, to get up there, So guys, me and Bo like, hey, it. we just got to do this, bro. <laughs> did
1: you ever? Did you ever get it screwed up where you, you know you got the wrong guy and then you got?
2: Well, I had to look. I had to look at the helmet to see the number. Okay, right. So I mean, there was a couple times I had to. I, gra- I grabbed Kedrich because Kedrich just threw it at my feet. Right. Kind of right. like I, I was. I was a popper. Right. And he was like, here, 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 peasant here. boy, yes. car- carry yes. my armor, Garcon. Garcon. <laughs> yeah, yes. Garson, Garson, please. <laughs> Take this away from me.
1: <laughs> well, there was another young rookie who made a mistake, and we're going to go. We're just taking a little trip over to Chicago because there's a Bears offensive tackle named Daryl Dar- Wright. He's a rookie. Yeah. Now he crushed his conditioning test. I mean, they w- said. Well,
2: Darnell Wright, right from uh, Dar- it, University okay. of Tennessee?
1: Maybe, uh, must have been. Yeah, yes. first okay. right. Yeah. All right, I, I wrote it down
2: wrong. That's okay. okay. You That's... have very, you still write in cursive, which I which I applaud and I appreciate. Have to. But the R and the N's do get confusing. I know. They, I, I know. When to... I do sneak over and look at your, I'm like, I'm like, like wow, he's very swirly with the. I mean, yeah. he he definitely took that serious in grammar school. Well,
1: what happened was, I, my I, I flunked handwriting at some point, like third grade, or I was not doing well, and my older sister Linray, Ray just would push me to write correctly. You know, yeah, she'd teach me and go over it and over it. So. She helped to feminize my handwriting.
2: Well, uh, to do it correctly. <laughs> to do it correctly, yeah. <laughs> All right, there you go. Yeah. All right,
1: so you got Darnell Wright. You know, he comes in, he crushes his conditioning test. They said, according to the Bears GM, Ryan Poles, he didn't even break a sweat, right? Wow. Lost 16 pounds. Now, he gets there, crushes the test, everything, finds out later, oh, I was doing the conditioning workout of the wide receivers. Oh, Max, I tell you, I never got the two of them mixed up back d- in my d- day.
2: Listen, I never got <laughs> <laughs> Are you
1: kidding me? What? <laughs> I want to know what this guy's li- IQ test yeah, came ex- out yeah, is.
2: yeah, I'm like, wait a second. How do you confuse the wide receiver and the O-line test? <laughs> Woo! And no. then you pass it easily on yeah. top of that. On to- yeah. No way. Well, no, no, no.
1: What he did was he passed the offensive line conditioning test easily.
2: <laughs> oh, Okay, he passed the O-line one because he was doing the he, wide receiver. He okay. found
1: out he'd been training – on, on the program of the wide receivers' whole up
2: season. Ah, okay. There had to have been an awkward lifting schedule, though.
1: <laughs> so you want, so you want
2: me to pick up this ten-pound weight and, and progress was, slowly? <laughs> you
1: want 40, Forty reps. I mean, oh, okay, but all right. You know, oh, might man. as well
2: sit at the dinner table with, the, with this dumbbell. <laughs> Like here all day. The, yeah, exactly.
1: Oh my goodness! So you think about it. this kid comes in and that that just had to be a moment, you know. But I, I yeah. got to say, uh, you better start making sure he's in his playbook nightly.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> at, at least in the offensive line part of the playbook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, running hey, rocks. Could you imagine that he's he's listening to the play? All right, we've got we've got we got Rip Lucy wide. You know, fifty-three Badger. You know, X dagger. Exactly. All right, okay.
1: Cover to oh that's right. We were on a combination right, right. smash route.
2: Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Safety rotation. <laughs> it's like, Darnell, why are you split out? It's like, I'm the slot. No, you're not. You're the tackle. Get over there. Get on the line. Put your hand down. What's the matter with you? He's like, Well what's fifty three dagger then? <laughs> All right. what's the badger part? I, I was supposed on the X dagger Sorry. Sorry, right. Coach. What can I say, man? Wrong part of the – ah, it I, happens. I hate when that happens. It happens. happens. <laughs> well, but, but listen, Jason Peters was a former tight end, so I imagine when he – Jason Peters was a tight end. Yeah, at Arkansas.
1: Wow. So what? Jason Peters started – he yeah. blossomed at the tackle spot?
2: Yeah. Could you? But could you imagine him, 300 pounds, running routes?
1: You know, he – and his prime, man, he was – man.
2: I mean, some of the sweetest son. feet, man. Oh, he had oh, sweet my. feet sweet feet and and he was a devastating blocker. Yes, he was. So, so I I could and a s- massive
1: human being. Yes.
2: So, I could imagine that you, he would have a problem because, you know, playing transitioning to tackle in the league, yeah. You're looking at the routes and everything else and you're like, "Wait a second. I do I still had to know the blocking part." But now I don't go out. There's no release for you, Jason. Stay on the defensive end. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. just stay there and block, okay? There's no bait or body presence. No, you are the presence.
1: <laughs> I just I just wonder what that kid thought when he comes up to the conditioning test. And I have no idea what it is, but it had to be about half of what the the wide receivers were doing. <laughs> yeah, and he exactly. was probably going
2: – That's how cool. he lost 16 he, pounds. He lost 16 <laughs> pounds, yeah. yeah. You know, he,
1: they, he said he didn't lose any muscle mass, which I find hard to believe when yeah. you drop 16 off a big body. But – You've seen that guy before. He's a yeah. good player.
2: Darnell's a pretty good player. I mean, he was a guy. His stock rose right before the draft. Uh, played at Tennessee. Was a right tackle. He was kind of one of those guys. Who were like, ah, you know, is he going to go day one, fringe day one, day right. two? And uh, I mean, and he, he just started dazzling people with his uh, with his workouts and everything. And he was a kid that uh, my nephew was at uh, was at Tennessee. Uh, so he came in with Darnell, and uh, he just he just talked about him uh, being such such a, such a good dude. And uh, and he is actually pretty smart. He actually is a very smart oh, yeah. kid. I, and, um, I'm sure. You so know, they,
1: they 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 search these kids out. So oh I'm, yeah. You know And so and...
2: And my nephew used to go against because my nephew was an outside linebacker. Okay. So he actually went against Darnell. He's like he's like man yeah he has powerful hands. Power- so he think about Spencer Anderson, um type right. type ty- type of movement. Okay. And that's what you get in Darnell right. Wow,
1: that's pretty good. Yeah. And now he's 16 pounds lighter. Yeah, Zooks man he might be out there just. He him.
2: might actually be a goal line tight end.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I, mean, I mean, if he's you're doing the big, wide receiver workout, he,
2: you know, uh, he's six five and probably about, I guess, three twenty now. Okay, maybe about three twenty. Because right. uh, he was like three thirty five, three thirty three, some somewhere in there. I forgot Should during you imagine combine. Running
1: stuff like wide receivers at three thirty five?
2: No, no, <laughs> no. I, I, can't I mean, either. I mean, I mean. Listen, the closest I've ever gotten was when Antoine Randall put my cleats on and was running out to practice and trying to run routes in my shoes. That's about as close as I'll ever get to doing wide receiver <laughs> wait, wait, drills. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Where did the, When did this happen? This happened like my my second year in the league. Now, what size feet do you have? So I wear a size 19 cleat. Right, okay. Right? Or shoe, I guess I should say. Yes. So Nike was trying to figure out my field turf cleat, right? Okay. So they made me a size 19. My foot fit. Wow. But they made like an extra wide and so, In other
1: words, they look like bozo shoes.
2: Yeah, bigger bozo <laughs> shoes than normal. Because <laughs> my people were right. already bo- bo- bozo shoes, but they made them like extra wide, like a triple E. Wow. And so I was like, I was like, dude, these are like just a little bit too much wiggle room. So I'd have to put like two pairs of socks on for the width <laughs> to cover. So one day I go to my, my locker and I'm like, right after me, I'm like, man. I was like, I, you know, I'm hating putting these on, but I'm like. I want it field turf cuz you know it, it takes pressure off your feet when you, instead of wearing a 7 stud, right? Right. So go to my locker look, looking, I'm like, "Where the hell are my field turf cleats?" And then all I see out the corner of my eye, Thanks Max. <laughs> and and Tuan <laughs> is like running out, but he's running awkwardly. So I you know, I don't look at his feet. And then <laughs> I got how little is Antoine? Now that's that's Tuan is what, like five ten maybe? Five yeah, is maybe he that tall? He might be. Yeah, okay. I mean, well he was yeah, he's like five five nine, size, five ten.
1: Probably size eleven, ten and a half, something Ma- like that. Yeah,
2: somewhere in their size shoe. <laughs> so I'm going to get taped. All the wide receivers are just coming in laughing because you know they go out a little bit earlier than us and they get warmed up. They're like, Man, I can't believe you let Tuan wear your cleats. I was like, What? <laughs> Like, yeah, Twan's outside wearing your cleats. So I'm like, what? I walk outside. He's trying to run, he's trying to run routes in my cleats. Size nineteen. Size nineteen, right? So, and they're still hanging up in, in the equipment room. I yeah. Sweat. I know. I know. He's like doing like high knees to make sure he actually picks the cleat completely up off the ground. Because he, he you can't glide in there. There's no gliding in my cleats, right? <laughs> and so he comes in, he's like, Hey Starksy, your cleats are good to go. I was like, What are you doing? And he takes my cleats off in the hallway with his cleats still on. He put his, he put cleats, his cleats inside of mine. <laughs> so mind you, I'm like, you, you just you wore your cleats inside, inside of my cleats. my cleats. So now I've got all because he wear. You know, wide receivers have like all those little spikes. Yeah,
1: little spikes. So you got I have more, the I third. have custom
2: orthotics in there.
1: Oh, my anymore. custom
2: orthotics have <laughs> pock marks all in. and I can feel it the whole front. And I'm just looking at Twan like, I am so mad. I was I like, these were the you. comfort relief cleats. And you just you just put it you just aerated it like a field, inside of my cleats you, but oh, yeah, and that then is hilarious. And then those cleats ended up going up in the locker room, you know, in the equipment room that still hang there today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just I can picture Antoine Randall Hell with his little ten and a half eleven size whatever even, maybe well yeah. in, inside your cleats. And that's perfectly tried, fine. Niece, that's, that's tremendous. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Just, and, oh. and they fit fine. They fit fine for his foot. Was, I, am, oh.
1: I am actually sweating from laughing. <laughs> yeah. sit here, even though we got air conditioning going on in here. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I know you were, I believe you were here with the, the one day when I saw Heinz Ward and somebody else speaking of, you know, taking, uh, you know, clothing or whatever stuff yeah. from somebody's locker, walking around in Casey Hampton's shorts, yeah, and oh my There was gosh. one guy yeah. in each leg. And, you yeah. know, it's like a three-legged race without being three-legged. Yes. You know, but Heinz Ward in one leg, and I forgot another wide receiver in the other, and they're walking around the locker room. And there's let me let me just put it this way: there was more room for another guy. Yeah. No, it,
2: you know, it looked like you know when you see the clowns, like the circus clowns. <laughs> And they have, like, that big hula hoop, yes. like, outfit. Yes. yes, yes, exactly. Yes, so they so they would do that, and then they would put the drawstring around their neck, almost like suspenders, <laughs> to keep them up. Because there's no way you're going to be able to tie it tight no. enough to fit your waist. No, even though there's two of you there. Yeah, there's two of you there. It was just, all right, let's just throw the drawstring over our neck so it stays up. It keeps the joke going. Yeah, no. I mean, what? listen, big men had it hard in our locker room. You couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't be faint of heart or sensitive about your size dimensions because the little guys were were, were going to absolutely make it a menace on you um, in the locker room. But you take it in stride. I mean, that's one of the – but that's also part of the team building, right? When you can laugh at each other, make fun of them. I remember one time – There's a lot
1: of them (coughs) making fun of
2: us, though. Well, and and I remember one day – because Dennis Dixon has, like, a very small foot for his height. I want it to say did. he wears like an 8 or a 9. Like it was No a, way. A, yeah, very small foot, right? So I remember one day just taking –
1: Dennis Dixon was <laughs> a quarterback. Was a quarterback,
2: quarterback from Oregon right. um, that was here. And I remember taking double D's cleats and, like, tying the lace and wearing it around my neck like a necklace. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, you're not going to believe this. I found my baby shoes. It's <laughs> <And, laughs> <was> in the <laughs> training room. Like, check out – Check out this new necklace because I mean, Dennis, you know, because Dennis, because of his, his affiliation with Phil Knight and everything with right. Nike and Oregon. Um, I mean, Dennis got the coolest shoes at all times. Oh, I mean, we would all we would right. all be jealous. Right. I mean, he had every limited edition right, shoe and colorway, all the, different variations. the colorways of every type of Nike. So he had all like these crazy Jays, And I'm like, man, I wish I had some of those. So I, so I decided the way I was going to get them, <laughs> just wear them around my neck because i I'll never fit in these. I couldn't, I couldn't pull an Antoine randall You couldn't even
1: fit your hand inside.
2: <laughs> exactly. So, so it's a necklace. It was a charm. A necklace. Oh, that it, was a ne- it was a necklace charm.
1: <laughs> I, I love stuff like that. Mike Webster was a trickster back in the day, you know, and, and one of the things he loved to do, he, he, he'd come in and he would put um, uh, atomic bomb in your jockstrap.
2: Oh. oh. That, no, that's cruel. That, yeah, well, that, 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 that was that that is, that is cruel right there.
1: First of all, atomic bomb is like what it sounds exactly you know, it's a liniment um you know people you, know, you get the
2: uh, it's a it's an elevated tiger bomb
1: there you go yeah. yes and tiger bomb can get pretty hot when yeah. you're sweating and atomic bomb will get really hot when you're sweating matter of fact the more you sweat the more it burns yes and uh we had it accelerates uh, with, with, with water It's water you activated <laughs> 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 you go out there and all of a sudden you go Oh, that mm. something! Whoa, whoa! Yeah.
2: do you get the Myron coat there? <laughs> yeah, I got to go back to the locker room, <laughs> yeah. man. I think I think there's something wrong. Oh. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> we got a problem. I'm burning up, man. Yeah, and that's just a warm up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, for Mike it was. Oh, Mike the other man. thing he'd do is he'd, he'd get shaving cream and he'd put it in your shoes.
2: Oh, man. Oh, gosh. You
1: know? Cruel. Yeah, I, I Cruel. know. that.
2: But listen, those are the games you play. Those are. Yeah. Yeah, no. you
1: know, I mean, it's just, it's just about, you know, the fact that you as a group of men, look, you've got to keep it light. You know, yeah. especially football is a very serious thing. There is, uh, you know, high intensity. It just surrounds every component of playing pro football. And when you are able to snatch a little humor and levity in the yeah. midst of pain and misery even in, in in training camp especially you know yeah. i remember tunchil could throw in a cherry b- firecracker outside the door <laughs> oh. scared to living in be- jeepers <laughs> a number of us we all thought something was you know going on yeah oh, and there was an investigation quote unquote by you know the players you know yeah. inspector cluzo who did that? And it was it was years before anyone found out it was really Chalucha that threw the cherry bomb. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can only imagine. Yeah. All right. That's a wrap. Yeah, th- th-
2: th- there we go. And, th- and there's the open to camp, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: This is – hey, it, it, it it's a Sunday. It, yeah. it feels – I don't know. It feels different. Like, you know, we should be off. But we're not. We're here because we're going to bring you the news as we get ready for another practice. I believe it's day four day yes. four max just gave me the high sign so my math is indeed correct so we're going to be back with more you got wolf starks and the ninjas up live at st vincent at training
0: camp is played this iheart media station invites all active duty service men women and veterans to salute our flag and we thank you for your service to our country This is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio, presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: All right, we are back live in the in the locker room in the press box room, I guess. But it's still inside the locker room. <laughs> the locker room is the press. box. Yeah, the lo- we we've made it the locker room. <laughs> And uh, so we're here and you know one of the things that we wanted to talk about that we didn't because it came out yesterday after our show. yes, was uh, the, the new Steelers Hall of Honor class that, uh, that was that was introduced and they were introduced on the field of practice. Aaron Smith came out um, for that, but four new members entered the hall and we wanted to make sure we highlighted them. Aaron Smith, the aforementioned, James Harrison from my class, but then also Ray Mansfield and Moon Mullins uh, from the pre from the previous Super Bowl dynasty, I guess yes. you'd say of the Steelers, and um, four new members, four tremendous members, and you know, well, where do, where do, where do you want to start? Because wow, mean, we we can go a lot of ways with this. Yeah, I
1: think um, as I crept up behind them and I grabbed them, you know a a Ron
2: Smith. A-Ron. A-A-Ron. A-A-Ron.
1: a No, but Aaron Smith, truly, I got to say, one of my favorite players from the modern era, you know, circa, uh, you know, the 2000s and so forth. Yes. Um, I think simply one of the best, if not the best, 3-4 defensive end. And I've heard Dick LeBeau laud him with that title. And if Dick LeBeau says so, gummit, it's so. And I believe, having watched Aaron, you having – Played, lined up with him. A lot competed. of snaps. Yes, a lot, a lot of, snaps. of snaps. Log. Uh, tell us something about this young man, because I will tell you my experience. Just as a guy from the outside, he is a tremendous man of character and, yeah, uh, 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 you know, a, a God-blessed man who uh, loves the Lord and, and does a great job of leading his family. He, his coaching and everything, uh, and his whole the way he handled the situation with his son, Elijah, yes. when he had
2: leukemia, and he, oh, I mean. Yeah. What was it like back then? Oh, man, I mean, listen, Smitty was – we called him Smitty. Right. Smitty was by far one of the most underrated players on our team. I mean, we didn't underrate him, but I think the rest of
1: the world – Did he get lost on that defense with well, so many great char- characters yeah,
2: there? You know, he gets lost, in, but also playing a position at the t- at a time when the 3-4 – your job did not yield stats. But your job, your, your you. job, like an offensive lineman, right, we yield stats for others. And so that's what Aaron Smith embodied. Like Larry Foote, James Ferrier, Joey Porter, James Harrison, Clark Hague. I mean, whoever wow. lined up next to or behind him benefited greatly from what Smitty did. And, and you know, for the longest time, we really tried to push – to get him classified as a Mm D-tackle for Pro Pro Bowl purposes because we felt like he should be in the Pro Bowl every single year. Yes. Because what Smitty did and how good he – I mean, you know, Coach John Mitchell used to talk about it. Like, he'd tell the young guys, just watch Aaron Smith. (laughs) Like He's like, I'm tired of coaching you. Just watch Aaron Smith. (laughs) You know, and and Coach Mitchell, you know, because it took – it takes about three years, like, of training – in the 3-4 system to really get it down, mm-hmm. to become really effective in it. And Smitty was one that you just – you couldn't mess with him. You could, you could not – his technique, just as much as we think of, like, Casey Hampton. Right. What Casey Hampton meant to the nose tackle position. Um, Aaron Smith was at for the 3-4 defensive ends because he was lined up, head up over a tackle, and you were responsible for either taking the guard – Or the tight end, depending on the play structure, and neutralizing them so they couldn't climb to the second level. Okay. And what Smitty would do to stalemate a tackle and then throw his hip either way to then take off the guard, and you couldn't move him. You couldn't move him, and that's what allowed for a guy to come off the edge. You know, and that's what allowed for a linebacker to hit the gap or flow easily to make sure that he plugs the hole for wherever the running back's trying to go. And Smitty, Smitty just was one of those guys, I mean, so down to earth. Like you said, I mean, he is truly a Christian um, to every facet. And, you know, the times when, when, when Elijah was sick and he was battling leukemia, oh. I mean, <clears throat> you'd have to Take ask Take us him. back to that week.
1: He was in the hospital, I believe, from Wednesday Yeah, when Elijah was diagnosed and it did, was there the entire week and came out and played the game and went back. What was what were you thinking as a team, you know, about this incredible man? Well,
2: our hearts were broken, right? Yes. I mean, because, you know. You're going to bleed with him. Yeah. It's like, that's our brother, yeah. right? And so, Elijah, just like every other kid in our locker room, you know, that, that bec- we become pseudo-uncles. True. You know. Yep. And especially for the defense side. The defense was such a close-knit group. That, you know, when Smitty was not there, it was one of those things, you knew where he was. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, we got to figure out where he is. No. no, we knew exactly where he was. He wasn't that far from us because he's right up on the hill in the UPMC uh, complex. I can't remember the exact – I think it was Children's, UPMC Children's. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't far away, but, you know, it was just one of those things like you just – you missed him. His leadership that he provided on a daily basis – his character. I mean, he wasn't a guy that was like a huge smile guy. No. But he just provided – a, a serious guy. He was a serious guy, but he provided those one-liners. Yeah. You know, and, and – He's as got a, a very dry sense of humor. Oh, either. it's a dry sense of humor. <laughs> and he says it so matter-of-factly. Yeah. I mean, he would have been perfect on like Curb Your Enthusiasm or Seinfeld. <laughs> like, because he would just – Seinfeld, m- yeah, yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, so, to, you know, that week was just rough for all of us because we knew what Elijah was going through, and we knew how much – Smitty loved his kids. Yeah, and so and, and nobody batted an eye because we knew that if it came down to football or his or his or his family, right. the family's going to yeah. win out. Absolutely. Just like all of us, right? Right. I mean, and so you know, you were sitting there, you're hoping, you're praying. You know, we'd have prayer and just pray for him. And then when Smitty comes to the gate, we're like, "What was and, that incredible? Oh my god!" It, but it was one of those things when he came in the locker. I mean, it was a huge sigh of relief. Everybody went up, hugged him. Yeah. Um, and just you know, just talked about because I mean that's an emotional moment because no parent ever wants to see their kid no. in that moment. You know, it, it's, no, it's it, you because know, like for any parent, right, Wolf, and you can appreciate this and you can understand this. Give it to me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Don't don't let my yeah, child go no, through it no, 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 because no. I don't want to see my kid in pain. My job is to protect, and when I can't protect them from what it is, it is a very, very humbling and very lonely cuz i there's nothing i can do it scorches you yeah it scorches you and it scars your heart and you're just like i can't do this but all i could do is just sit on the sidelines and root for you Yep. and be there and just love you and make sure that i know how much you mean to me because i can't fiz- i can't go fight this th- thing right i can't i can't go beat it up no. <laughs> yeah and I, and I can't and i can't take it out of you and put it inside of me as much as i want to and so, you know, for, for Smitty to have that happen um, to him and for him to overcome that, and, and it was just. And Elijah was, was out here with him. Yeah, he was out here. He, and he Strapping looked like. Strapping dude. Yeah. You know what, playing ball up at IUP? Yeah, he's at IUP. And, I mean, it's just, it, it was, it's one of those things that you look back on it fondly, even though, you know, in the midst of, in the eye of that hurricane. Yes. It, it, it is tough to deal with and tough to kind of manage it. And to see Smitty yesterday, I mean, and to give, like you said, give him a big hug, and that that same raspy voice, yeah. the same, yeah. And, and the first, and I'll never forget the first thing he, he's like, he's like, hey, you're still a big Joker, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and we share, and he's watching the war. He's like, he's like Max. He's like, they they don't have as much fun. Who's the guy? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna go yeah. around, you know, because because yeah, and he referenced. You know our fallen brother Clark Hagen. He's like, oh, yeah. he's like, remember in warm-up lines, you just have that one guy. Like Ike would either just randomly just start dancing through the through the crew, right, right? Or Clark, if we played some music, and Clark would just get up and just start doing mosh pits with himself, <laughs> kind of like that hockey clarified himself. As <laughs> <laughs> <The
1: what? laughs> yeah. our CJs over here, Yeah, CJ's reacted it. it.
2: Yeah, so there so there was a clip out there that was out in his social media and. It was this hockey fight that like broke out. I don't know if it was like high school or college or club or whatever. And the whole team's getting in the fight. And then this one dude is up in the corner by himself, spinning around, and he's hitting nothing. Swinging away, baby. Swinging away. He took his gloves off, took his helmet off. <laughs> just like and, he's in a fight. And, and then he picked his own stick up and started swinging at the stick just so he could have something, an object to swing at. <laughs> I loved when he jumped. Yeah, he, ju- he jumped around on the stick. <laughs> yeah. In a circle, it was – so, I mean, so having like that, because we know how tense training camp can be. We know how boring and laborious it can be. But we always had that tension breaker. You know, somebody was going to come up and just completely cut the tension and just make it a loose environment. And and so, Smitty was talking to us about that. But Aaron Smith, I mean, I can't say enough about the character, the leadership, and the play – that he was, I mean, on, on a group full of greats, he was a great. Um,
1: all-time great. You know, he's an so all-time he great. Is, yeah. he is now officially, yeah. Uh, which we all knew anyhow because he, his greatness was just unparalleled, I, it really. I mean, he just – his ability, he was so smart, so physical. Yes. And he just could create that situation where he was – he'd stack bodies like cordwood, you know, yeah. I and mean? he'd just
2: create all kinds of havoc. You weren't washing him down. Exactly. He was a guy that was not going to get double teamed and get moved out of place. I mean, Smitty just knew, and the way he could split a double team if he needed to apply pressure and play action, I mean, it's one of those things you don't appreciate until you go watch the film. Yeah. And you got to watch the coach's cut. You can't watch the TV cut. Right, If right. you watch the coach's cut. You're going to and, miss. And that's what I'm sorry,
1: the TV cut. I'm yeah.
2: sorry. And, and that's why – and if you're having coaching tape, that's the guy you play. You're like, hey, how do I play like a 3-4 defensive end? Just go watch everything Aaron Smith did, from practice to games. He was at consummate pro, and he deserves all the honors. And getting his roses at this level um, is tremendous. I mean he he was he was an absolute star on our team. And you think about that group
1: setting a what uh, a record for least amount of rushing uh, yards yeah, against yeah. them? Lowest They're, rushing yards. They were unbelievable yeah. stuff in the run. Oh, God. You, but, you, but speaking of tension breakers, because i got to ask you about this, too, because, again, in your, your, your time period, um, what was the deal with, with Farrier and Foot? Was it Ferrier and Foot sneaking up on Big Snack and yes. warm-ups? And yeah. jumping them?
2: They, they, they would jump him <laughs> in the warm-ups. Anytime Casey Hampton got to a knee, because, you know, you do that, like, quad stretch where you do the right. rocking right. stretch on one knee, and they would just, they would just pile up on him. They would just come, and one would te- one would one would take him to the side. One, of course, couldn't do it, so it had to no. be both of them. It had to be. So they had to like double team to take him down. And then they we just- set
1: up the press box. Yeah. and we're watching this. You watch. And you sneak- the way they sneak up on him, you know? Yeah,
2: sneak up on him. And then, they- then Deshane would cut would come around DeShay. the corner, and Deshane would give him the one two three count because they were trying to pin him. <laughs> <laughs> See that those types of things.
1: Those are the things that you remember years later, and in the moment, they are great moments because it does break the tension. You got a game, you got this warm up going on, and then you see these guys creeping up on Big Snack and then wrestling him, and it's hilarious, and it does break the tension. You got to love that.
2: Yeah, well, and and Ham would laugh. I mean, his laugh would, would just take you out. Cause it was literally it was real, infectious. It was infectious laugh and, and the humor, and he took it all in stride. I mean, but that but when you have a close unit and you yeah. develop those things here at Saint Vincent, you develop those moments so yes. you can have that type of because it's just us. And that's day where it in, started. Day out. Yeah, it started out on this field and then just just carried over because we knew how much joy. You know, no matter you're like, dang it, another padded practice. Yep. Another day is hot. I don't want to be out here. Then you see that, and it couldn't help but just break from where you were and be present in the moment because sometimes you get that thousand-yard stare. Oh man! You know man. when it's been back to back to back to back to back practices, exactly. pads. It's been physical. You got goal line to start practice every day, and you're just like, man, this is this is brutal. Then you see that, and you forget what you were complaining about. <laughs> yes. And then you get to, and then you get to work. Now, so it was a tremendous moment. That I I'll
1: give you one. One year on field four, which then was a grass field, not an official yeah. turf. But we were warming up, and it was the afternoon, and it was – let's see. It was halfway through the first week of doubles. So we're warming up, and it's just boiling hot. And, of course, we're in full pads, and I'm do, doing the hurdle stretch, and I'm miserable as all can be. sweat is pouring down my face, and we got running after practice, you know. Yeah. You know oh,
2: that? yeah. We had the half gasses with Cower. Exactly. So oh. –
1: so so we got – I'm, I'm there stretching out, and I turn over, and I, I look, and Chalooch is next to me. Tunch is stretching, right? And I go, I need some inspiration, man. Give me something. Give me something to lighten the moat. And he looks at me and goes – and sweat's pouring down his face into his eyes. He goes, now I know what bacon feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that didn't help. That didn't help. No, that didn't help, didn't, no, that no, didn't no, help no, at I all. I don't
2: want to think about food right now. <laughs> I don't want to think about bacon <laughs> no, sizzling. Bacon sizzling <laughs> no. because I am already the pork sizzling on the field. Okay, bud? <laughs> It's like, you want to know what bacon feels like? I was like, no, we have we've know what bacon feels like. So, oh, man, well, that was good. Okay, we're going to finish up with this Hall of Honor class when we come back. We're going to keep diving into it. That was Aaron Smith, but we ha- still have James Harrison, Debo. We still have the Ranger himself, Ray the Ranger, yes, And Jerry Moon Mullins, Moon Mullins coming up next when we come back here in the locker room. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas here from St. Vincent.
0: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Hall of Honor, class of 2023, and uh, Ray, Ray Mansfield. The old rangers, they used to call them. Yeah, The old ranger was uh, the center, preceded Mike Webster. Mike Webster came in uh, towards the end and they started to alternate quarters and everything else and uh the ranger was just an amazing man uh one of the one of those old nfl tough guys i mean real tough yeah i mean uh, you know i don't even know crash test dummy tough yeah you know one of those guys by the way uh, full disclosure ray mansfield's daughter kathleen is married to my youngest brother dale Okay. And, so, and, of course, oh. we had Maverick Ranger Wolfley, who was in the, the Steelers uh, rookie uh, camp, didn't get signed uh, coming out of it, but had an opportunity there. But that's his name, Maverick Ranger. He was named Maverick long before Tom Cruise yeah. flew in F-16. But anyhow, regardless, talking about the old Ranger, tough center, tough as nails, legendary battles with Dick Buckus. And even – I got uh, we got some uh, clips. We don't have them with us right now. I got to dig them out. But uh, him talking about it, I tell you, Max, the guy was terrific uh, as a center. He, he started off in Philly for a year or two, uh, but then came to Pittsburgh. Um, and, yeah, and the – Second-round
2: pick. Second – yes. But here's the thing. Number 18 overall <laughs> as a second-round pick. How about that? That's just how small the league was yes. back then. Yes, yes. Uh, But you're you're right. I mean, Ray – and also, we'll kind of talk to this. He was literally the precursor to what we expected out of the center position. Yes. And the history that then ensued for great centers here in Pittsburgh. He was was a guy that really started that type of trend, having the tough, physical, like you said, crash test dummy type of approach to centers and really made it a very menacing position on the football field.
1: You know what's so funny? One of my greatest memories when I came to Pittsburgh, it was early on, it was uh, it was a banquet I was at, a Dapper Dan, you know, yeah. and um, Ray Mansfield, I can't remember if he was the MC or the main speaker there, but he was in a tux, and, I mean, he looked larger than life. He had just, you know, he had retired, you know, just a couple of years before. Um, larger than life. He gets up there, he's got a cigar, and I'm telling you, like George Burns. Yeah. And he starts – his spiel, and he's terrific. I'm just, I mean, he tells stories the way you want to tell stories, yeah. complete with punchline. You know, very cool, having a, you know, just able to word the things just right, then bring it to, you know, the whole thing to a climax, and boom, you got a funny story and everything. And I remember sitting there just awestruck going, I want to tell stories like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like that. That's, I mean, because the memories and the stories are things that are so big uh, about, you know, your football life. I mean, those yeah. are the precious treasures and memories that you hold on to after you, you leave the game.
2: Yeah, it, it is. And you think about, Ray, like you said, the journey started in Eastern PA, and then, of course, he became a legend in Western PA. and And to be at the precipice, I mean – he was there when, when you know when Chuck Noel came in. He was one of the few guys that survived. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Noel and, um, and and he was actually probably one of the first people to, he was in that first group that came up here to St. Vincent's because he came to the Steelers when '66, right? I'm I'm trying to remember exactly when, but I believe it was around that time. I'm wondering yeah. if
1: he was part of the group that was in Rhode Island. It was partying on the beach after they fired the head coach, and they had to find the guys. They had to round
2: them up. <laughs> round them up. Yeah, Ray was definitely around, around that clam bake bonfire I, on the beach. <laughs> I got to ask Kathleen, and, and yeah. you
1: know, you know, if she has any memories about that. But you know, she just tells tremendous stories. Her dad was, you know, I mean. It was one of her, his prizes. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah I, dads love the gals, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. L- l- listen, we, we love the
2: boys, CJ. Yep,
1: love our boys. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we
2: love we love boys, but, I mean, it's just something about a daughter. Yep. Something about a daughter. That's, I got, that's I got why moms girls. have, you know, boys, got yeah. mom boys. Yeah, you know. mama's boys, yeah. Yep, that's yeah, exactly and it. And daddy's girls. Yep, exactly. Daddy's girls, so. Um, but, but, yeah, but when you look at just kind of the career um, that Ray Mansfield had, I mean, it spanned 10 years here in Pittsburgh. And it was just – it was tremendous. I mean, you know, if you go back and you watch those old Super Bowl tapes, the first two, um, you know, Ray Mansfield was the guy. And I think one of the things kind of pointed out was, you know, it was the demeanor that he played with. Yes. Like he brought a a tenacity, a ferociousness, and – a severe hurtigeness. I think hurtigeness <laughs> yes. is, should his be Yes, his hurtigeness word. factor was high. It was, it was very put the high. When hurt on you. And you have to wonder if that kind of also, when you think of Mike Webster, right, seeing that embodiment on the yeah. field, you know, sparking him to be to do even more, to be even more at that center position. Because you're like, I don't want to let this guy down. The guy that I'm, I'm taking over oh, for. absolutely. Or you're splitting time with. I don't want to let him down. And this guy has set a standard here. And I think that's one of the things you look at the center position, outside of defensive positions, is one that is steeped in history here in, in Pittsburgh. You know that
1: that's really a truism. The whole era of that that generation was a fist in your face football. It was just football. Yeah. And in the seventies, I look at that and I go, wow. I mean, those guys. You just watch them. They yeah. went after each other with a viciousness that was
2: just. It was, it was exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, look, they had the approach of, you stole my lunch money the day before. Yeah, exactly. Though, you know nobody stole their lunch oh. money. But when you talk about creating that chip on your shoulder. <laughs> they created chips, man. Yeah, and, and they still carry that. Even at this age when you see you know guys around, I'm like, Mel no, Blunt still looks like he is sizing Ooh. you up, like he's going to take you out. Like if you yeah. walk past him in a buffet line yep. at, at a banquet, yep. I feel like – at any moment, he could just drop and just throw a shoulder it, 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 right into your right, right into your chest, <laughs> right into the sternum. He, he
1: still is a big man, and he still looks like a man that you do not want to mess with. That's well, for sure. And you
2: put that hat on too. Oh, I, mean, I know. He's got he, he turns like boots. six foot eleven.
1: And you know, and then and then you look at the other side of Mel, and I know I'm getting off track, but that's okay. That's what we do. Yeah. Uh, but but Mel now having this boy's town, you know, taking young men who come from very disadvantaged backgrounds and then turning them into responsible citizens, helping them to achieve their potential and grow. Um, he and Tianda I, I, his wife, I mean, it's just magnificent. And, you know, I saw signs of it. I remember mm, probably three or four years into my career here, I was uh, I was up here. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I slightly separated my shoulder. Nothing terrible, but just, just partial. painful. You know, it was just yeah. painful. And aggravating. And then I, uh, a couple of days later, I, uh, this is just in one week's time of doubles, I uh, gristled up my ribs, you know, got a little coastal cartilage that, uh, that uh, like ground out or something and cracked the rib a little bit. And then at the end of the week, while covering a punt, I pulled my groin. So I got the groin pull, I got the, the ribs, and I got a shoulder. And I'm, at, in, I'm in the dining hall. I'm sitting by myself. I'm like going, this is just misery. You know, because I'm still practicing. Yeah, you know, it, exactly. It, it's yeah. not like you can. You know, you're out. And I was just thinking, I don't know, maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe. That. And I was just really kind of down. I remember Mel came in and sat down with. Me. Now Mel had retired the year before. He was up here visiting, but he just sat down and said, "You know, I'm just kind of watching Bud, and you look like, you know, you're a little bit troubled." And I, I loved the man for the fact that he just sat down and he encouraged me with words that only a guy from that generation could really know and hit you with and be tangible with those words and, and give you, you know, just a boost. And it was really great of him. I, I love the man, you know, to this yeah. day. I think about Mel Blunt and I think about that moment, just how much he's meant to me.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, and, and I think when you think of, like, just the great Steelers over the years, oh, yeah. right? And the fact that even for you and I, right, the, we have the access. We can talk to the players. We're blessed, yeah. And, and we also can sense things. Because when you've done it, yeah. it, it, it's it's a lot. It hits a lot different. Yeah. Because we know what that that thousand yard stare looks like. <laughs> we know what that kind of perplexed look on the face of a rookie. and it seems like things are going poorly, things are just going poorly. Um. And it's like you know, it's like hey, you know, just, just chin up. It, yeah. It's going to get better. I. Yeah. We promise. We yes. promise it's going to get better because we've been you. Yeah. We've had those doubts. We've had those moments of weakness. We've had those moments of anxiety when things happen. And so when you can impart those words on them, it's, it's truly special. And like you said, just to bring it back to Ray, you know, he was a guy that loved outdoors, yes. h- hence why he got the name Ranger, right? I mean, yep. the guy loved hiking and everything else. Oh, he else. was a big hiker. Big hiker. But when you think about the outdoorsman, you wonder what type of influence they had on a guy like Jack Lambert. Yeah right? Because Jack is still a park ranger. <laughs> I don't know if he's active anymore. I mean, he's probably in the tower somewhere <laughs> yeah. talking to the other Rangers, but I I don't know. But I mean, but it's when you find those commonalities with people, I mean, it presents a very special bond. Yes. Um, with everybody. And, you know, as we continue to kind of highlight these different individuals in this Hall of Honor class. They all have such great stories. They do. They do indeed. You know, and
1: what I love about Ranger was the fact that I remember when Mike Webster came. Now, this, of course, was before my time. But, you know, they started to insert Mike in like in the second quarter and in the, you know, fourth quarter, like the Ranger take the first and third. And that's how, you know, towards the end of his career, that's how it was handled by being able to, willfully help a young buck along as he did to Mike, because I know Mike talked very glowingly of the Ranger and how he was, yeah. you know, so helpful to him, which that's always the Steeler way, has always yeah. been. I don't know how it started. I don't know where it was all formulated, but I know that locker room with the way the guys love each other, care for each other, and uh, accept accountability to each other. Part of that accountability is, you know, when that time comes and you've you got a young buck, that's yeah, and you know your the time. heels we we, we know you we know those times yeah when it when it's yeah. there um and you do not shy away from helping them because it's just how it was always done
2: well and and you have a sense of you know when you have to pass that torch yeah you you know Great that point. i'm i'm gonna pass that torch in a very positive manner and because somebody helped you out yes and so why would you not pay it forward to the next generation? And that's why I always, I always took the approach. I was always going to be helpful. I wasn't going to shy away. I wasn't going to, you know, because I got treated bad as a rookie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, it was not fun. But, you know, it was one of those things where I knew Barrett Brooks was that guy for me. Right. And, you know, Brooksie was the one that taught me how to watch film. He taught me how to be a pro. Right. And so when it came to those following classes, I said, I'm going to do the exact same thing. And I did that when Trey Essex and Chris Kimiato came in the very next year. Um, Willie Colon and Marvin Phillip came in that following year. Darnell Stapleton came in. um, Tony Hills. I mean, when guys just started coming in, Jason Capizzi, you know, you, you take those guys under your wing and you try and teach them. Um, and try and let because them know, hey, this is this is what it is. It's because paying it forward. It's paying it forward because I know somebody did that for me. Yes. When I was lost, I didn't want anybody to be lost um, when they came here. And you fall into line, and that's what we continue to see, and that's why you have the veterans, and that's why the Steelers' approach for all intents and purposes, it's built through the draft. The nucleus of a team is always built through the draft. Right. It's never built through free agents. Um, but you get those guys every once in a while that you know – man, we missed you or we didn't get to get you the first time around. They'll come back and they'll get you <laughs> as long as you keep doing your job. But then you're welcomed here. I mean, I, I remember Pat P was running was running on, uh, on the sidelines, and we saw each other, and we gave a hug and said, what's up? He said, I'm finally on the right side, Matt." Yeah, there <laughs> yeah. you go. <laughs> so, it, so it's a great feeling. And like you said, I mean, looking at guys like Ray Mansfield and, and the start that he made for the glorious center position, um that just is another signal and once again another guy that you don't think of necessarily their importance but it's our job to highlight those exactly
1: it's felt especially a fellow uh brother of the trenches you know what i mean yes uh, the ranger was just a great man okay so that's two down we're gonna go to break when we come back we're gonna pick it up with uh, moon mullins yeah uh we'll, we'll talk about moon and uh, we also got debo coming up uh not in person, no. no but we, in actually, person. you have been uh, texting. I've been Devo. texting with Debo. So we're uh, trying to um, we're get effort him. On. him. No, yeah. we're going to get
2: him on. Oh, you, you think? Yeah, it, it's, it's a pride thing. He's a, he, he should be done filming his show. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, like come on, Debo. You can, you can get on the airwaves. All right. So we're going to keep efforting minutes. him.
1: Yes. Yeah. You need it for teammates. All right. So we'll be back on the other side of the top uh, of the hour here. We've got coming up, as I said, Moon Mullins. And we'll talk about him right here in the locker room.